Well, David, my friend, clearly we are operating under uh, summer hours. Uh, we've been a little delinquent in the delivery of such podcasts for Sport Calgary, but here we are back again. Good to see you. Um, and uh, we were just talking off the air. We literally have just a plethora of juicy topics, <laughs> things that we can talk about, things that are yeah. fermenting in our mind. But I chose the one that... Um, I think has the most fermentation. I'm not sure that's a word. Ferment. Well, no, I, I, I think it's vices. Yeah. So I, I think the two are linked somehow. I, I think you've got that on the brain. <laughs> yeah. And and here we are. Oh, now my dog's about to start barking. Well, that's good. People um, know that we're actual right. human beings, and this isn't some sort of Russian bot. Yeah. So Rob and I are sitting in my backyard on the 36 degree day. Talk about talk about vices. I could use I could use a cold one right now. Um, anyways, yes, we're going to talk about. Uh, vices and how they relate to sport. I, I'm I'm excited to get going on this. Yeah, and and it comes from kind of a two prong. One that I think is uh, very much a Canadian issue, and one mm-hmm. that right now appears to be an American issue. So let's let's deal first sure. of all with the the Canadian issue, which is the legalization of cannabis. Marijuana right. is about to become a legal recreational drug. Yeah, um, I'm fascinated by how this is going to impact sport. The biggest one that comes to mind is sponsorship, right? <laughs> that, yeah. that, or am I missing it? Well, it, obviously, it's yet to be it's yet to be seen. My guess would be is that it will be treated in a similar way that tobacco is, and so it will have minimal impact from a sponsorship perspective. Now, if they can make the argument that they should be seen not so much as a uh, synonym to, to tobacco, but to alcohol, mm-hmm. then they, they can start making the argument and to start uh, finding their way into sports sponsorship. But if I had to bet right now, I would say that for the, I, I would say that it will not be embraced fully. Um, perhaps they'll start making inroads to organizations like kind of Red Bull uh, sort of events mm-hmm. or those that are on the periphery of the pro- traditional provi- professional. Uh, sports. I right. I don't think you'll see them uh, be able to align themselves with certainly sport organizations or clubs or uh, associations that that involve children. Um, so I think I think on the sponsorship side, initially, anyways, the impact will be negligible. That that would be my guess. Really? Yeah. See, I uh, and and you know what? It's funny. I should have thought of that. I had never equated the the the, the role of of, of cigarettes. Who, by the way, cigarette manufacturers had a prominent role in sports. Oh, of course, the DeMaurier Open as, as one example. Uh, yeah. Players' champ. Well, yeah. no, that's a different players. <laughs> but 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 even sponsorship of, of auto racing yeah. and things like yeah. that, right? Um, the, the long time history of that, and that has all been taken essentially ruled out and taken away from them. I had not equated that. I equated the legalization of marijuana more to breweries and, mm-hmm. and alcohol. But I I can't help but wonder if. The, it won't be the canary in the coal mine won't be the individual team won't be that maybe that minor sport team because you know how difficult it is to chip right. away right 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 yeah so a, a local minor league franchise decides to to buck the trend mm-hmm. and to uh, go it and and they get great success yeah that could that could certainly pay dividends there is a there was an episode of uh, Ballers, the uh, HBO TV show with with The Rock, yep. last season. I think it was last season's show, and there, it was um, an NFL football player who had decided to be sponsored and aligned with a, a marijuana 
company and, you know, all the comings and goings as it related to whether that was a good or bad thing. And, you know, the, now the states haven't gone to the same extent that Canada has, although mm-hmm. a number of states have yep. legalized it. Um, so you might see individual athletes uh, decide to align themselves and to be um, associated with it. I, there's, again, I guess, a risk and an opportunity. If you're right. in early, uh, do you reap the rewards of that? But I think there's also, I, I don't think it's, maybe maybe I'm showing my age. I still think there's a stigma attached to it. Um, I still think there's a bit of a, a nuanced difference between it and uh, sponsoring uh, a beer. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's still enough of a difference that people will be reticent to to jump in uh, with both feet. I, I, I concur with that because that's certainly how I feel about it. Uh, I just, you know, I go in with the eyes wide open knowing, as we both do, how difficult it is to attract sponsorship dollars in this day and age, how many yep. people are out there looking for sponsorship dollars, yep. and, and really what a role sponsorship in sports has in terms of exposure yep. and, and alignment. Now, you just back to the comment about it's actually, you know, there's rules, laws set out, right, that regulate cigarette branding and, and advertising. Is that correct? I, I yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but I, that's my understanding. Right, is that was enacted I, probably decades ago now. Oh, now, yeah, um, yeah. So, do we know? Did has the feds or anybody decided to lot them in with that? Is is there going to be the same kind of restrictions? Even just as a consumer, would you pick up a package with those same <laughs> warnings on them? I that's I a, haven't heard any of that's that. That's a very good question. Um, you know, and 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 even beyond that, you know, where does vaping fall within that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I think I I think until it becomes legal in October, right? Um, a lot of these questions perhaps won't be fully debated or fully discussed. Right. So we may be a little premature on even uh, knowing kind of what those possibilities might be in, in that regard. But I, I have to be honest, I, I don't know uh, the legalities of how it can be sold, how it can be presented. And I, now I think my understanding too is that, that changes from province to province. Um, so so each jurisdiction is choosing how they want to distribute it and how to sell it. So if my if I recall... I think Ontario wanted to do it through a provincial directorate, whereas I think in Alberta, kind of like the LCBO. I, that, 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 yeah. yeah, that's my yeah. recollection. Whereas in Alberta, they're they're going to allow it in right. in just storefronts in the similar way that they do liquor. But there is there is, from what I gather. Again, I'm far from an expert, but I do understand there's major companies that are going to be producing and distributing, and you know what I mean. It's oh. not going to be mom and pop. Won't won't be you and your hydroponics in your shed, right? Right. <laughs> not you. I, I was mean, I, say. I mean, sorry. The, the royal you. I meant yeah, not, yeah. not you, but yeah. Let's let's no, not. No, no, okay. No. Let's let's stop that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, but you know what I'm saying. I do, and and I think what will happen. I, I've even noticed this with job postings. Um, so where you know where I live here in Cochrane, I think there's a number of major uh, industries going in in Olds uh, north of us mm-hmm. that are growing it and will be producing it and then selling it and marketing it and all those things. And there's a ton of job postings out right now um, for people in all facets of an organization, and not just the not just the uh, the, hor- the, the horticulture side of yeah. it. And so I think as it becomes seen as a legitimate uh, quote unquote industry. Um, who knows kind of then at what the populace thinks of it as a marketable 
entity and something that you can put a, a logo on something. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, times change as generations age, uh, new generations come in with different perspectives. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I can certainly see it changing my, you know, you asked me at the outset, I would say for the first year anyways, that it'll have minimal impact from a marketing perspective in sport. So let's one more on uh, the vices interest me. And I want to move to the big one, which is gambling. One more, though, about the cannabis or the the marijuana component. We've talked about it from a sponsorship business. What about regular, in terms of something's all of a sudden legalized, how's that going to impact competition? How does that, you know, how do leagues, how do governing bodies then approach, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's the local laws, you follow those, but Canada is also part of so many different unions and groups and associations, Right. right? And, you know, for the most part... Many of our sporting governing bodies uh, have connections to international groups, mm-hmm. um, and certainly from a professional perspective in the North American context, with the exception of the CFL, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I don't, I, I, it, won't, it won't have much of an impact until the United States completely legalizes marijuana and, 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 and the, you know, the sure. NHLs, the Major League Baseballs of the world or whatever. Um, decide that it's okay. But doesn't that create an interesting opportunity for the CFL? Maybe the CFL could be recruiting all these football players who, like, like again, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, like Le'Veon Bell, who was suspended for four games last year yep. for marijuana, and yep. LeGarrette, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, who was also, I think he was in the car with him. When That's they... a bad name for this. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean, but, yeah. So maybe maybe the CFL becomes the, the place for... Uh, professional football players to come if uh if they like to imbibe uh in 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 the blunt do you want <laughs> no i'm not I saying i'm not saying that's how the cfl wants to market itself I don't know. Um, but you know if they're trying to differentiate themselves i don't know maybe that's just a gimmick uh to, to bring some attention to themselves i don't know but with the exception of the cfl and i guess there's the you know the newest incarnation of a professional basketball league the mm-hmm. elite basketball league and then a new soccer league but for the you know certainly at the you know, the big four professional sport leagues. Um, Canada doesn't have a team in the NFL, but that's it's going to be a, a non-impact. From a, a sport, like a university sport perspective and a collegiate sport perspective, I think right now cannabis is still listed as a, as a banned substance. Banned substance yeah. um, I don't know if that will change in WADA's perspective um, anytime soon. So it, it probably won't have much of an impact on that sense. Having said all that, though, you know, I, as as attitudes change mm-hmm. and as cultural, as the kind of the sociocultural part of it um, evolves, you might see that that just becomes an uh, an accepted uh, part of some athletes go to have a drink after the game. Others right. go and well, have a joint. The, 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 the part of it, and, and this is I have to be very careful because this is not my world at all. But it's the, mer- the the medicinal component to it. Is there, you know, is there going to be in the rehab recovery process? Does this enter into the equation? Do you know? Does it become part of? Uh, I I don't know. Maybe there's a breakthrough. Maybe this is a yeah. way of of working through concussions or or something yeah. like that. You know, where does it does it have a role there? Well, or could it have a role? Again, I'm not. This is certainly not my area of expertise either. <laughs> not that I would ever admit, or I shouldn't say that. If you were the editor of High <laughs> Times, you'd be all over this. Um, 
Yeah. It's not something I'm super comfortable <laughs> no, with. No, me neither. Um, me neither. But, but having, but it's coming. But you certainly hear a lot of, uh, you know, NFL football players talk about that it is valuable right. um, and that it's there. They play a game that is hard yeah. and harsh um, and that that medicinal value is worth considering um, and worth worth pursuing. Yeah. You know, like like most things, though, it'll take years for the evidence uh, to be conclusive from mm-hmm. an academic medical perspective, right? Because it's only just becoming legalized recently um, in in some states, and then in Canada in October. So, you know, whether or not we'll be able to say conclusively that it has benefit, I think it'll be a while. Let Let's switch gears and, and talk about gambling. Sure. Um, th- this is an you know the cannabis was a, a Canadian question. This one would be more geared towards yeah. uh, the American side because sure. of a Supreme Court ruling, which yeah. now makes it legal for states to to be involved in in sport gambling. We've already seen. I mean, it's you could see they were waiting for this because there has been a proliferation of of groups already, particularly in New Jersey. So yeah. As we as we're doing this podcast. The, the, the NFL preseason has begun, and there was already a story that that people were able to gamble mm. from their seats on their mobile devices wow. right away. Now, now it's in a you know one particular area, yeah. but um, I, I you know David, I look at this and, and what fast, and I guess it applies to the other um, the other vice we were talking about because this was an illegal vice right. with so much yeah. what one hundred and fifty billion. Is is the projected, you know, yearly illegal gambling money or whatever was gambled? Do we see that just shift to legal gambling, or are there a whole bunch of people who've said, "Geez, I don't want to break the law, but now it's legal. Now I'm in." I, I'm fascinated by no, how many potential customers are out there for for sports wagering. Well, now some people make the argument that the reason it was legalized is so that governments could get there. You know, some, you could probably make the same argument with the legalization of marijuana. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, vice taxes are, that's right. Yeah. So in that sense, you know, they, I, you know, you, you see and hear numbers in the billions of dollars mm-hmm. from estimates um, of offshore betting that mm-hmm. has occurred in the last couple of years. And, and keep in mind, I mean, we were allowed to bet um, on sport in Canada and Ontario. They, you know, but the, but the, the odds weren't great. Right, um, and so and a little bit limited in terms of the types. Yeah, of like you had to bet on three games versus just one particular game. Right. right. If, again, I'm not speaking from that sports line or yeah. pro line. I should yeah. say, yeah. And there was always Vegas. Um, you know, Vegas probably has the most to lose, quite honestly, in this whole thing. And that you know, maybe people don't feel the need to go there. Um, that they have, you know, so maybe make, Vegas may have to adapt. I, I think when you saw. You know, Vegas able to get a hockey team and then a football team. The writing was on the wall in the sense of pro sport yeah. accepts this. At some point. Yeah. yeah, and pro sport gets that this is just, it's, you know, and particularly from a you know, fantasy football perspective, right? I mean, that's, it's huge business. Oh. And, and, and I think where sport saw the benefit is they recognized that if, that if they didn't get behind it and they didn't, that they, they stood to lose because, they can drive greater interest. They can drive mm. more conversations now online on stories about athletes that people will pay attention to because they're betting. 
um, on information and knowledge. Uh, that, could be a whole industry that just bubbles up um, in advising people on betting and uh, the specific things, you know, in a very upfront, uh, legal, uh, kind of conservative manner. Um, so the, I think those are the implications of this decision. The We've already seen the NBA, not surprising under Adam Silver's leadership, jump in first. Yeah. And they signed a deal with the MGM Resorts people. And what was fascinating about that is the way the headline was, oh, NBA gets in bed with... But all they re- the deal is really just for their proprietary statistics. Right. Kind of talking about what you're yeah. saying is that, you know, if you go to an MG, if you use the MGM app, you're going to have access to, you know, NBA's approved statistics and yeah. things like that. Um, the number, the, 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 just how you make, and I was a little bit surprised, were you, that the deal itself was only $25 million over three years? We're so used to these billion dollar broadcast deals. That's not a great deal of money for an NBA at this point, anyway. Well, it's because the the bar hasn't been set yet, right? Um, there's no there's no comparison point, right? So any kind of contract negotiation, you need to sure, you know, you you want, you know, depending on what side you're on, you want it to be high or low, the one that just got signed. Yeah. Um, so in this particular instance, I guess in both cases, or certainly from MGM's perspective, they obviously or they they argued most likely that they couldn't they just couldn't predict the value of it um now in two or three years if it turns out that you know the mgm has garnered great Hmm. uh, benefit from this then the contract will be significantly higher yeah um to me my personal belief is the biggest impact we'll see is on broadcast i think we're going to see again like we talked about cannabis sponsorship you know yep. that they're that's they're going to want to be front and center, but it's also going to be. And we've you brought up fantasy football, and fantasy football in many ways was very stealthy. Mm-hmm. It just kind of popped, and you know if you look at football shows, you know there, there tended to be just a slight twist, and fantasy was part of it. Mm-hmm. The NFL said, "Hey, by the way, you will now all broadcast within your mm-hmm. in your stadium." Fantasy football numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to... And it's funny, because you and I grew up, we would have seen Jimmy the Greek. Mm-hmm. Jimmy the Greek was part of NFL coverage way back when. Yep. But he never said the words <laughs> gambling or whatever, but Jimmy the Greek was the odds maker. And I think now it's that's what we're going to see. I think broadcasts, I think within yep. broadcasts, I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I think broadcasters... I, you know, I can't speak with too much authority on this, but I, th- I think broadcasters are really excited about the potential of taking nothing games all of a sudden having meaning. Agreed. And, you know, you would watch sporting events, and, you know, every once in a while an announcer would make an offhanded comment about a blowout game or something like that, and something to the effect of, well, that just ruined a number of people's days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, they, if, you know, if they missed an extra point at the, fans. at the end of a game or <laughs> yeah, something yeah, like that. Exactly, yeah. um, you know, based on what the point spread was. Right. But now, again, they'll be able to do it in a more involved fashion. And yeah. I, I think there's recognition, too, that for a lot of viewers now, they're, they're viewing games not just by watching the television. So it's multi-platform. Um, second screen. Second, well, yeah. third screen, yeah. fourth screen. Yeah. And so... I think the broadcasters themselves are going to want to uh, capitalize on on people focusing on their broadcast. And so they'll probably try and bring in some of this information that people have perhaps been going to the second or third 
screens to get, and they'll try to incorporate it just within the quote unquote regular broadcast. Yeah, I uh, there's a couple of things. One, what do you make of? And this, there's funny. There's this whole conversation. There's always a couple of touchstone things that everybody brings up, and everybody always brings this one up. That in Europe, seventy percent of the action is after the start of the game. That the the hmm. the kind of the mobile gaming and right. and, and right. that that. You know, to, which is so foreign to me. Yeah. You mentioned Vegas before. It was, you know, I, when I turned 21, my parents took me to Vegas, and I got to buy a ticket on a hockey game, and <laughs> I was the only guy that bought it, but you bought on the result, right? Yeah. Which, betting within the game now, mm-hmm. I don't quite understand, but apparently that's the real hook. And I guess I guess the difference is that you don't go to your bookie at the corner anymore. Or you, It's all online. It's... Mm-hmm. It's mobile. It's wherever you're at. And I guess what that does then, that shows, you know, just how into these gamblers are because they're wanting to see who is playing tonight. Right. Um, who is in the starting lineup? Who's actually hurt? Who's not hurt? Mm-hmm. And so they're waiting until the, you know, the last possible moment to kind of put down their thinking that they know more um, than the people that are setting the lines. Uh, so, you know, so what that then Im- implicates as far as change goes is the ability for people to share information quickly and on demand. And so, you know, the puck drops and people are blogging, people are posting, people are giving their opinions and opines on Mm -hmm. uh, who they think the the betting line is and where, you know, does it, does the line that was just set, you know, five minutes ago still, you know, hold true to today. And so the people that advise people that are betting are going to have to be that much more uh, rapid and quick. It, there, there's one more on well there's a lot more on this but <laughs> as an educator the influence of math in sport now <laughs> it's a good thing oh. it is isn't it but but you know it used to be when i was a, a kid that you know statistics were plus minus which you know or goals add them up yeah analytics leads itself into this we just talked about the nba the yeah. nhl will do the same thing the nfl will yeah. do the same thing is there a, a kind of an undercurrent of positivity here that it, to be a sports fan, you have to be a little bit more invested in math? Maybe math has a real-world application. Remember, math, that was always right. right, right? Math becomes cool? Come on. Uh, I, yeah, I... I, I, I tell you this. I, I, wish I, I wish I was better at math. I wish, even just from an analytics standpoint, I wish I had a better handle on statistics because of the kind of the explosion of analytics, that some of it just... It takes too much on the uptake, but now that it's such a huge part of sports, right? For some consumers, right? I, well, and could you not also argue though that it has a detrimental impact in that you can't attract the casual fan anymore, or can, because they just it's so complicated and it's uh, so perplexing to understand the nuance and what everybody's so interested in wow. that you just say, is, is uh, the, does the casual fan exist? In this world, in this day and age, does the casual fan exist? Well, they must at some at some level because you can't just be born a. What are you a casual fan of? You know, I, I, the only way I'll answer that—not the only way I'll answer this question. Every once in a while, TSN throws a Aussie Rules football on, <laughs> right? And I'll watch that, but I don't seek it out, right, or, or okay. anything. Okay, you know, if if the. If Melbourne and Queensland came here and were going to play at McMahon, I don't know, they can't, but let's say they were, 
I might go. Yeah. I might. I might. But I don't know what else I'm casual about, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I... See, I think I'm a... I guess, I guess it depends on your definition of casual versus serious. Um, but, you know, the, the influx and the increase of statistics and having to understand them to enjoy the game mm-hmm. could have a detrimental impact as opposed to just watching a tennis game and just understanding that you hit the ball back and forth over the net and pushing right. that. Yeah, <laughs> but now we need to know first serve percentage. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. you know, return percentage and things right. like that. Now, I guess, so then I guess what... Uh, what it then behooves the produ- like the person who is producing the show yeah. or showcasing the event yeah. is the education side of it. Right. Um, and making sure that people feel comfortable and confident in understanding. And then there's, I guess, also the argument that then you can suddenly attract a whole demographic that previously had no interest in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they see it as a complex algorithm. Um, and an understanding that is not just brute strength. That's actually the technical, tactical side of it. Have you, um, not to blindside you, but this week as we're doing this podcast, have you seen the kind of the blowing up in baseball of the analytics and non-analytics crowds? It's it it's come. It's boiling up. It's really come to the forefront here in the last couple of weeks. Well, and again, I, you know, it's it's generational differences. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we we've we've talked before about coaching and scouting of athletes, mm. and there are there are significant bipolar perspectives on what you look for in an athlete mm-hmm. and enjoying the game and the kind of things. And and if you're watching a baseball game, do you want to see on your TV screen the you know the 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 strike zone and where all the pitches are going. And, and there have been instances where that has backfired. I mean, I think back to the, I think, it, I forget which television uh, company it was in the States that had the, the, the puck that had the, Oh, that was Fox. Uh, Fox track puck. Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh, absolutely. so that, so that failed miserably. Yeah. Um, and so maybe there are examples where, you know, people are turned off. See, I think that's a timing thing yeah. because I think, I think it was too far ahead of its time. Well, the fo- boy, there's that rabbit hole thing again. <laughs> the fox track puck always struck me as odd because it was Canadians that complained about it. Mm. It was people calling Canadian sports talk shows to complain about because we get Fox, so we'd watch it. Right. Why do they need that for? But I see an I see a version of that coming back to the game with information on the puck. How fast is it traveling? Mm. Yeah. You know, okay, it's blue. It's going you know five to ten miles an hour. Right. It's red. It's you know yeah. hundred miles an hour. I, I can see that being incorporated into the game. I think it was just too soon. Well, you know? and, and again, like, you know, could you argue that that actually allows a casual fan to understand a skip pass versus a slot pass and, you know, to understand those subtle differences in the tactics of a game and therefore you can actually enjoy it more. Right. Uh, so, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a timing issue. Yeah. Um, I want to stay with the vices because, gosh darn it, we've gone down too many rabbit holes. Um, sponsorship's great. Broadcast's going to change. Everybody's going to be doing it. What's the, the what's the unintended consequences here? Um, you know, it is a vice, yeah. and and it needs to be. You know, for some people, it's a problem and can be a problem. Yeah. Well, so I mean, with the marijuana one, is uh, particularly from a young adult perspective, overuse, mm-hmm. indulgence, yeah. um, uh, potentially addiction. Right. Um, I don't think you know. I don't think we we have fully embraced or understood the impacts on a from a health perspective 
of long-term use mm-hmm. of marijuana. Um, it could be, it could have very deleterious, de- deleterious impact um, on our health, right. on our intellect, on our developing brains. So, if, you know, if you get a bunch of 14-year-olds who think it's okay to smoke a joint after a game because they see the pros doing it, on their developing brains, that may not be the smartest thing that they could have mm-hmm. done. So there's that, there's that negative impact. And that one is, is obvious, I think. Um, the betting one, I mean, I, I think the one that comes to mind right away is the impact on outcomes of games and people's, well, and, and people's worry that it's, it's been rigged. It's, you know, uh, uh, the, ga- you know, the gambling mafia or, or you know, or, or people are, you know, paying attention to the line more now. And so it, it's got an impact on the outcome somehow. It's not pure as it was, you know, there's, there was, uh, I was, there was some research that just recently came out about, um, the home, the the effect of playing, uh, at home versus away. And the, the statistics played out that the only impact that they could suggest, this was based on soccer, was the impact of the referee. Mm -hmm. And so in soccer, a referee, if the, if the home team was up and they were in penalty time, the referee would actually make it shorter because they wanted the game to end with the home team winning. Whereas if the home team was behind, the penalty time was longer than normal because they were hoping that the home team would score a goal to tie it. Does a referee knowing that there's all these people betting and all this importance on a line, whether or not it's purposeful or whether or not it's conscious, is there impact um, on them to sway a game or to change an outcome of a game simply because they know that everybody's focused on this one uh, quantifiable factor that people have bet a lot of money on. Uh, so th- to me, that's a potential uh, uh, unintended consequence. And, and what I was thinking about, David, along the same lines was, you know, match fixing, right? It's, yeah. it, it's always been, when we talk about it, it, it always seemed to be related to the... To, to the end, you know, the, the final result, maybe a little bit to the over and under, I suppose, but it was always, you know, those two things. Now with what we see coming, it might be something as simple as just giving a team and a couple of extra power plays in a game. And, yeah. and that could have a profound. Well, impact. and you, again, you think about from a fantasy football perspective, you know, is a catch a cat. Like what if it's, what if it's one catch? And, you know, the referee is going under the hood to determine if that's a, mm-hmm. they were inbounds or out of bounds. And that has impact, mm-hmm. not just on a particular game or a play, but there's huge financial impacts. Right. Um, and so, and people are human. Uh, They're prone to being influenced by these outside factors. Yeah. What about Pete Rose? <laughs> Maybe Pete Rose will be allowed in the Hall of Fame now. Well, uh, there's some who think it. You know, there's some who think that with the evolution and change of the mindset that this would pave the way, not right away, but, you know, if it's really how big a deal is it. And and to me, it still needs to be a big deal, doesn't it? You know, there's that sign that you go into, you know, into baseball clubhouses. You're not allowed to. Those things won't change. But to your point, the biggest thing would be when a result doesn't go the way somebody wants, the first thing they're going to do is, is scream, was it fixed? Is the fix yeah. in? It's, it's going to, I don't. I think it's huge. I think American sports wagering and and the legalization and the proliferation of it, I think it's going to have a real impact in the next decade on professional sport. I really do. Maybe just the tone and tenor of the conversations. Yeah, I think think it'll definitely change the way 
that games are presented mm-hmm. um, because people will recognize or the, the corporations that are presenting the games will recognize that the audience is interested in that. I do think it will provide an opportunity for games that are not interesting to be interesting. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it may give opportunities for athletes to have uh, followings personally versus teams. Um, if the fantasy you know, aspect kind of continues into other sports. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, but, it, and then, you know, as, as we've already mentioned, then there are always the negative unintended consequences of yeah. these sort of things too. Yeah. I, I, I think it's been an incredible summer and I may be proven wrong, but you know, normally these things, you know, you see them coming, you see the, you know, we thought analytics was fantasy. These things, they're going to have an impact. Well, no. we underestimated the impact. And I think both, you know, cannabis, we'll see. That, that's a sponsorship thing. I don't know. But certainly the sports way. And then the question becomes, this is a Canadian podcast. We're talking about an American audience. Yeah. When does that come here? When does, you know, that kind of gambling come north of the border, right? Well, and, you know, on the sponsorship side, I think I think you'll see gambling uh, governing bodies and organizations become much more uh, aggressive mm-hmm. in their... Uh, sponsorship side of sport, yeah, um, and probably more successfully than the marijuana initially, anyways. Yeah, um, so you'll probably see lots of gambling associated organizations and well, FanDuel and, and DraftKings, and, yeah. and, and we saw that you know kind of bubble up a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and then it kind of calmed down again. And I think it's you'll you probably know. see every every team, every league, uh, both major and minor, have some kind of affiliation or connection yeah. to a gambling site of some sort. Yeah. Oh, we did it again. We solved nothing. (laughs) But something tells me we'll talk about this again, as always. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you.